I'm TJ Walsh, and you're listening to the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. Take a front row seat to hear conversations with successful musicians, producers, actors, visual artists, designers, directors, marketers, and more, and learn about their perspectives and approach to leadership, creativity, innovation, and growth. Let's dive in. I'm really excited about this conversation that I'm going to have and you're going to get to have with Carrie Ginsburg of Uproar Coaching. And I'm just looking forward to this because every time I talk with Carrie and I'm just left feeling so energized and excited about all things theater and living your unique glitter bomb yourself that's your term right glitter that's bombs, right. right yes um, yes yes so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation which i'm really looking forward to carrie can you just give the audience a little bit of an idea of who you are and and what you're about yes hello my fellow glitter bombs my name is carrie she her hers and i nerd out about supporting executive women and femmes as they turn up the volume and become their truest, most colorful selves. Um, I'm a rescue dog mom. I'm a proud aunt. I'm a whiskey drinker. I'm a voracious reader. I'm a huge fan of Sour Patch Kids and Cherry Coke. I'm a backyard beekeeper. I'm a true crime obsessive. I'm also a two-time Helen Hayes award-winning actor in the DC metro area. I'm very proud of that. I'm one of the first 500 people in the world to earn a certified change management professional accreditation. I'm a civility instructor. I'm a disc facilitator. And most proudly, truly most proudly, I'm a trained and certified trauma-informed executive and life coach. Wow. And for all of those reasons and more, I'm so happy that you're here <laughs> with us. I'm really so, thrilled to be here, TJ. I always love talking to you as well. Those are, yeah, me too. Those are really really some great things that you have going on. And I didn't know that you were a beekeeper. Yes, this was a COVID, I hate to say project because bees are very important to our <laughs> ecosystem. Right. Um, but this was, this was, this was the thing that I spent all of my extracurricular time on in 2020 when the world became quiet and quarantined. We yep. brought bees into our backyard and our hives and our colonies have expanded since 2020. That is so awesome. And it's so, I mean, like you said, it they are so important to the world mm -hmm. um, and you're doing your part in keeping them alive and getting honey from it, I assume. Uh, we haven't had a honey harvest just okay. yet. We're letting them keep all of the, the beautiful, rich Stop. honey that they yeah. have um, made for themselves because uh, we didn't get into this for the honey. We got into this for... For the bees. The science for the bees. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get to what we're here to talk about, which yeah. is creativity and living uniquely as yes. ourself, yes. as creatives, as artists, as actors, as musicians, mm -hmm. um, as creative leaders. And that's really what I'm talking about more often um, is about how we can be leaders in our world as creatives um, yeah. and not just kind of limiting ourselves to, well, I'm an artist or a painter or an actor or, or something like that. You are that, but you're so much more than that. And you can use all of those things in a really uh, genuine and dynamic way uh, mm -hmm. in the world, wherever you land. Um, and I'm just really excited about, about that stuff. Um, and so why don't you talk to us about 
the power of shifting our preconditioned ideas around our goals and who we are and, mm -hmm. and going through all that goal setting stuff um, to actually live uniquely as ourself um, yeah. in, in the world in a really bad yeah. way. Yeah. I, I am one of these very bizarre people uh, who I love to talk about goals and goal setting, but I also hate right. to do goals and goal setting for myself. Yep, 100%. And I yeah. And, and it's funny as, as I've gone through my career, I, even when I was a student, when someone would ask me the question, where do you see yourself in six months? What do you want to achieve in three years or five years? It would just make me want to puke. I just didn't like it. I felt like I was getting really locked into this journey or this path, and there was going to be a good or a bad or a success or a failure component to it. Right. And so as I have aged, um, <laughs> gracefully, graceless, unapologetically aged, <laughs> yes. uh, as I have aged and I have come to accept all of the wild and wonderful things that make up who I am at my core. I've learned that when I think about goals, where I think about aspirations, where I think about ambitions and where I want to be, it's a little bit less about this is my goal. And it's really much more directed to what it is I want. And that phrase I want is really powerful to me because as yeah. you know, TJ, but folks who are listening might not, my background is in musical theater. I studied musical theater in college. That's a thing that people still do. You can get a degree in that. Um, and it's more than just playing make-believe and world building. It really is an opportunity to become uh, experienced in researching and to really tap into curiosity and what makes people tick and yes. what motivates people and what causes them to limit themselves. And how mm -hmm. do we bring in different perspectives and points of view and engage with different types of artists around the table? I love theater and I love the theatrical process. And when I talk about I want and when I talk about goals, there's this moment that happens in the first 15 minutes of a musical. And if you're not well-versed in musicals or musical theater, that's totally okay because the same thing applies to Disney movies, particularly Disney princess movies. Right. Um, and so our main character, our princess, steps forward and they sing this huge song. And this is a song where they express to us, the audience, their hopes, their dreams, their desires, their wants. And we as the audience know that that is the journey that we are going to be on with them for the rest of the musical, for the rest of the movie, right. for the rest of the time that we get to share together. Right. Um, and those songs, those types of songs are called I want songs. Hmm. TJ, what's an I want song that comes to mind? Well, for me, I thought about a few of them. Yeah, I think the beauty in Beauty and the Beast, right? When yes. she's when she's walking through the town center, right? Yes. That's her I want song. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. Yes, absolutely. Right. And then Little Mermaid, right? I, I want to be, be where, where the, people the people are. are right? <laughs> yes, right? yes, those are the top two that always come to people's minds. I think more recently, folks, um, uh, there's a Moana song, yeah. um, uh. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know any of the words. Um, yeah, that was great. But you're right. You're totally right. They are, there are these big numbers that are right up front that just like set the stage or set the table for what we're about to experience and journey yes. with these characters on. Right. Yes. And so you have your big I want songs. And so when I think about goals and goal settings for myself, when I think about goals and goal setting with my with my coaching clients. I think about them as I want 
statements. Uh, and it's really, really quite cool because when we think about what we want in the world, it's hard. It's a hard type of statement to own. And I don't know why. I, I think it's because in those moments, you were standing with confidence and you are projecting self-assurance, whether you are feeling it or not. And maybe there's a little bit of ego, but it's something that you were saying you want uniquely and dynamically for you. Yeah. It's an opportunity to be selfish. Yeah. And it's beautiful and it's scary and it's a commitment that you are making to yourself. Hmm. And because it's something that you are making to yourself, there's no wrong way to do it. There's only your way of doing it. And so when I think of goals, I think of wants instead. Hmm. That is, that is interesting that you think, you think of wants, right? When I'm thinking of, of, of goals, you think of, you think of them in terms of wants. I'm working with people right now in, um, at the time that we're recording this at the end of January, right now in a workshop uh, mm -hmm. with another friend of mine talking about developing tiny habits yes. in instead of, you know, trying to aim for these huge goals or resolutions that we all do, right? Community yeah. be doing this instead uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, and we're not thinking about in that group habits um, insofar as like, you know, I'm going to drink eight glasses of water a day. Uh, maybe that becomes part of the habit, but we're thinking about habits as like, I, my habit is to be more compassionate and patient with myself in yeah. my studio practice, or um, my habit is to be more laser focused in my um, in my day, in what I'm seeing and, um, and, and doing and everything around those, um, those statements of where you want, of what you want to do in terms of this habit air quotes, um, you know, helps you get closer to where, where you want to be. And so I'm thinking those of those yeah. now in terms of your, I want statements, like I want to be more passion, um, uh, compassionate and patient with myself. Yes. I want to be more laser focused in whatever it is I want to be laser focused on. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be energized in my making or my, um, my work. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, we've been thinking about things similarly, but using different words, which is exciting mm -hmm. to me, getting rid of that, those, I must reach this goal right now. And if I don't reach this goal, then I'm a failure and I haven't, haven't done anything. Well, and it's, it's, yeah, when you remove this idea of failure, but then also this idea that like, there's only one way to do it. I must reach it and I must reach it this way. It doesn't give you the opportunity to acknowledge or adapt to the person that you are and the person that maybe you want to become or the person that right. you are on the journey to becoming. Hmm. Um, and that's so important too, I think, right? A goal that I set for myself now in January, 2023 may not look or feel or act like the same goal that I have for or what that goal might look like at the end of December, 2023, right. because I've had an entire year of experiences mm -hmm. that have shaped where I am in achieving or shelving that thing that I thought that I wanted. Yeah. I think that's the important 
point there that I'm hearing is the importance of being, you know, flexible with yourself or giving mm. you the uh, permission to to pivot when you have an experience that takes you in a different direction and that's okay. You're not failing because you've decided to go and um, focus on something else, right? Right. You, you are actually just following this 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 path to being more uniquely you, right? And who yeah. you are in that in that moment at that time. Um, I agree with what you said. And yeah. to add on, I think this idea of failure, when we think about goals or what we think about we want or don't want for ourselves, um, is really tricky. I think this idea of what if I'm not successful? What if I don't get what I want? Occasionally keeps us from trying to get started, or it keeps us from taking big risks or thoughtful risks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we're worried about the consequences. But if you really start to think about what it is that you want at your core, what's a right. priority for you, what's aligned to your values, what's something that is just uniquely and dynamically for yourself, then if you fail, and I'm putting that in like air quotes, right? Right. If you fail, you've learned something. You've mm -hmm. tried something, you have data, you have experienced, you have done a thing, right. and now you can reshape. You can pick yourself up and you can try something else or try again. If we are so stuck with, if I don't do it right and I fail, then I failed, we're never going to grow and we're never going to bring into our lives the things that we actually truly desire that would make sure. us happy, that would bring new opportunities and new challenges, new mm -hmm. prospects, new joy. Yeah. And I, I think that idea that, you know, all failure on some level is a learning experience, <laughs> right? Like mm -hmm. I hate that, like trite kind of, well, what did you learn from this, right? It's a learning experience, learning opportunity. I think it's actually very, mm -hmm. very true, even though it's very a, a trite kind of phrase or mm -hmm thing that people throw out there all of the time and failure is part of the process right and, yeah. and the process um is about molding and reshaping and taking away and adding to it or editing it right which mm -hmm. is super super important to your growth and your longevity as a as a creative generative person right mm-hmm but I mean, even just so practically, goal is a four-letter word. Want is a four-letter word. Yes, right. Fail is a four-letter word. Fuck the four-letter word. Because mm -hmm. sorry, TJ, if you you know, that's okay. but like I guess we can just put the e on it. That's fine. Woo! That's <laughs> good. Uh, you have, you have. The thing is, yeah. If we stop thinking about those four letter words as bad things, right. and we actually welcomed the spectacular possibility of failure, the combustion, the oops, I fell off, the, the mm -hmm. you know, look at this happy accident that I've caused. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing, we don't have to learn from something like it is a punishment or a medicine that we have to take, right? This is something of exploration and adventure and discovery. Mm -hmm. Post-it notes weren't, I, I love post-it notes. I use post-it notes every day, right? Right? Post-it notes were a failure. 
Band-Aids were a failure. Right. Super glue. I don't actually know that super glue was a failure, but I'm sure somebody failed at something and thus we have super glue, right? <laughs> right. So like these things that you were using every day may not have been what people set out to make in the first place, but golly, they are now part of what we are using mm-hmm. every day and they become... Well, they become disposable, but they become things that we can grab, we can go to, we can find, we can connect with. And then when we are done using them in one way, they can be recycled into something else. Mm-hmm. Same right. thing with with what we want. I tried it this way. It didn't work out. I'm going to try it another way. That's much more interesting. Maybe I'm a little bit left of center where I thought I would be, but like, God, this is a much more invigorating life that I'm having now because I just gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody else, except for me, right, gets it right on the the first try, right? Everybody is perfect. Oh. Everybody just, everybody just, you know, is you know they swing for they swing for the fences and they always go over it, right? Like it's always right. a perfect home run every time. And then here I am, always struggling and failing and not getting to where I want to be on my first try. Right. Right. There's those preconceived ideas of how everybody else is working and doing and uh, being successful um, Mm -hmm. and we're the only ones who are not when in reality, everybody is failing and trying and doing things again. And that's what being successful is about. I think being successful is more about being persistent and having grit and getting back up and trying again. I'm successful because I keep trying, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm i successful because I am pushing towards the things that I want each day. Um, I'm successful because, you know, I haven't given up on the things that I want for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a better definition of a, of success or maybe a more helpful definition of success than I am successful because my business uh, hit six figures for the first time this year. Or I am successful because I just made my first million dollars. Um, you know, that's certainly exciting and wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. We don't doubt that, but can, are you successful in other ways too um, in pursuing what you want? How do we help people get comfortable with what they define to be success or living a successful life with permission to shed all of the external I shoulds, right? Getting rid of the cult of shoulds. I should be making six figures. I should have hit a million dollars by now. It should be easier because it's easier for everybody. How do how do we how do we support people? in finding what success means for them? That's a really good question, I think. And I think, um, I believe that we'll be employed, you and I, um, for a long time because these these things, these um, preconceived ideas, preconditioned ideas, preconceived ideas um, are really baked into so much of who we are, especially in our neck of the woods, in the world right in the in our western kind of um male dominated uh society right where Mm -hmm. everything is measurable everything has to have a you know a focus um 
it's it's tough. I think one of the ways that we can help shift people is through um, through really radical permission, radical acceptance of who they are and what they want to do and who they want to be. No mm-hmm. questions asked, right? Maybe mm-hmm. some guardrails on for safety, but mm. you know, in general, right? Go out and try it. This really starts very, very early on in people's in people's journey on the earth, right? When they're born into whatever family that they're born into, the mm-hmm. narrative starts to be written. The narrative starts to be written even before they pop out and say hi, right? It starts out when we're, when we're not even born yet and mm-hmm. we're still kind of growing inside of, inside of our, our person. Um, but it really starts with with our parents and how our parents speak to us, how our parents speak to themselves, mm-hmm. to what we hear other people around us saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting programmed each and every day with, you know, um, these messages. Mm-hmm. When my four-year-old son builds his magnetile tower, Right. And he makes this wonderful building and he's really proud of and everything like that. Um, and then he puts that last damn piece on top of it and the whole thing yeah. like caves in or collapses or something because, you know, not totally structurally sound this architect. Sure. But <laughs> do I say, do I say, oh no, what happened that, that broke that, you know, that, that fell apart or do yeah. I say oh now we have more opportunity to make it different and stronger next time right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he's feeling upset maybe some shame that he didn't do it right but how we approach uh that um that oops mm-hmm. mm. can really set his mind in a direction that um, will make him more, um, more flexible, uh, in the future or more rigid in his, in his thinking. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about, about that in, in terms of the people that you work with, um, and how you can shift their thoughts. And, oh gosh, and absolutely. Easy. Yes, 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 I do. And I, I appreciate that I appreciate that you took me back to that. I wouldn't have asked the question if I wasn't looking for like a a solid (laughs) answer, a foundational academic answer. I think what you said is really interesting, right? How do we approach the oops moment? And I find that with a lot of the, so we've used the word a couple of times, glitter bomb, right? That is a word that I use in uproar coaching. And it is a word that I use to describe the people that I work with and the people who were part of my uproarious community. And it's really anybody who who luminesces and effervesces in a way that is a little less than expected and is a bit non-traditional and is uh, counter to um, culture and tradition and like how we've always done it, right? So those are my glitter bomb folks. And anybody can be a glitter bomb. I'm not going to gatekeep that because I want everyone to sparkle and shine and amplify what makes them their truest, most colorful selves. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that these folks, these people that I have the joy of working with and talking to every day, they're approaching this idea of how do we handle the oops? How do we rebound? How do we bounce back? How do we pivot from the oops in a more 
I don't want to use that word innovative because I think innovative is sort of like lost its its sharpness, but I I I they're approaching it in a less linear, more creative way. Because like we said, their 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 point of view about what it means to fail or what it means to learn or adapt or be resilient to those changes or those disappointments is 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 really quite interesting. But in those moments when they say this didn't go according to how I thought it would, you know, a, a question, and this might not be the golden question back to them is like, okay, well, what do we do now? Well, now you've had this experience. So what, right. you know, uh, there are three questions that I love to ask, right? So there's what to give context, what happened, what were you expecting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the situation? So what? So, okay, now we've got this data. So what are so we going to do with mm-hmm. this now that we have so what, right? And mm-hmm. it can be flip or it can be like, all right, so what are we like, right. let's get down to brass tacks. What are we going to do now? And then the third question is what now? You've had the experience. You had the opportunity to sort of imagine what might be next or what the next possible route you can take. Mm-hmm. And then the what now is the commitment to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? How are you going to heal? How are you going to celebrate? Um, are you ready to identify something new that you want or to try a new thing or to build the new magnetile structure with the thought that, right, you might get to the very end and put another piece on it and it's going to cave in, right? But right. does that idea make your toes tingle? And does it make you want to throw up a little bit? And if the answer to both of those questions is yes, then let's do it. Yeah. Let's try. And how can I support you along the way? Because I think so often, if somebody is willing to go out on a limb, if my glitter bombs are willing to say, this is a thing that I want for myself. Yes, they might be looking for permission to say, this is a thing that I want. Is it okay? Yes, it's great. Let's rad. Let's roll. Right. And to be affirmed, to be heard, to be seen, and then to know that there's somebody in their corner supporting them on their journey and being ready to reflect back to them what we're seeing, to reflect back where you're getting in your own way, to call you on your own nonsense if that's necessary, right? And to do it in a place, in a way that comes from a, a foundational place of kindness and love, not only from me to the glitter bomb, but within the glitter bomb themselves. Right. And in order for it to show up in the glitter bomb themselves, yeah, they they need to see that modeled outside of them. So that's why you're so mm. important, right? Oh. That's why we're so important to other people that we get to work with, right? And and the brilliant the brilliant ideas that they bring. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be there modeling this acceptance and this love and this um uh all those things acceptance and love yeah they're modeling that for them encouraging them to take that in and hold on to it right and so mm-hmm. that when they have that um anxiety or that worry or that uh lack of confidence moment mm-hmm. they can hear your energetic voice inside of them mm-hmm. uh or you know, my sometimes energetic, more so drony voice inside. No, it's of not them. drony. This I is, like it's like the voice. dulcet tones. The dulcet tones of tea. I love it. It's comforting. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a warm mug of tea on a cold winter day. It's beautiful. It's like turning on the radio at 3 a.m. and hearing Delilah. Uh, Deli- oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't going to say. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah. He- Right. But they need us. And, yes. and then we help them then leave us 
and be yes um be with themselves uh and not run away from the from the little stomach ache that they get when they want to do something big mm-hmm. right yeah i've come to learn that one of the most powerful words uh in my coaching practice and one of the most powerful things that i can say from a place of honesty and integrity mm-hmm. and empathy to the folks that i get to work with is yes 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 i hear you yes keep going hell yes you sell let's celebrate that right yes and it's so simple but so often i mean in theater right in in, it actually it's a rule of improv you don't say no you say yes and and that's become a bit of a joke right yes and like yes and i'm gonna do this yes and i'm gonna do this but when you add the and it starts to take away from the power of what led to the yes in the first place. So mm. if we let yes be like Y-E-S period, it is a statement. It is a sentence unto itself. It is mm. a thought. It's, it's an explanation. Right. Yes. But adding the yes. and onto it keeps it in motion. Yes. Right. Right. It doesn't stop there. Right. But sometimes, sometimes we deserve to stop. Sure. Sometimes we deserve to that moment to breathe or to yeah. reflect or to readjust. So that way we're not running blindly towards something that maybe we don't want anymore. Right. Or maybe that we think is the next expected step. But is yeah. that real? Is that is that true to where I want to be? Is that true to where I want to grow? I mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Period. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now I'm going to take a a rest, right? Yes. 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 And now I'm going to see where I like, look at where I just came from, right? It doesn't have to be something that keeps you going full tilt. You can, Mm -hmm. you can say, and time to rest. Yes. Um, I love doing, um, creating things impulsively. Like I, I just love always being in motion. If I'm sitting too long, I mm. feel like without without creating or doing something, I feel like, you know, I'm not, you know, being productive enough. Yeah, you gotta you know, wiggle that out. Is, yeah, yeah gotta wiggle wiggle it out because this impulsive creating keeps us in motion, but it doesn't allow us to kind of assess whether or not what we're creating is in alignment or attunement with what we want for ourselves um, now and in the future, right? Are we actually moving in the direction we want to go or Mm -hmm. are we just iterating things to make us feel like we're not being unproductive, right? So it's really interesting that you say this. I was having a conversation yesterday with one of my business besties who, uh, is a coach who is about to make a fairly radical transition in her business. And in order to make this change, she has had to, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn. So I'm just trying to, to figure out how to talk without giving away too much. Right. But so, so in order to make this change, um, she needs to let some people down. She needs to, to shift how she has committed her time and her energy to other people. Ooh, yeah. That's a big one. And we were talking about how in the container of this commitment that she has with some folks, there's this idea of this like six month runway 
and how you you proclaim now sort of what you're doing for these next six months. And then, you know, at the end of six months, hopefully you have arrived there. And in the course of our conversation, I asked her, well, what happens if something like this, like you want to make this big change, it feels spontaneous, it may feel impulsive, where is there room for that? And she said, in this model, there is not, because I have committed to these goals. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that she wants to make a radical change. But this is also why this idea of goal setting and the rigidity of it and how we have been made to think about it doesn't serve people who have that impulsivity, who have the spontaneity, who want to try right. something and see what sticks and see what it brings them and then like try something else again, right? right? To be able to chunk something down a little bit smaller. Our goals don't always have to be, I want to be president of the United States. Our goal right. can be, I just want to put on hard-waisted pants this week. Like, <laughs> cool. Yes. Let's get you there. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because those big goals and the focus on them Right. Or the idea that we need to be focused on them for the mm -hmm. people who are, you know, we're using the term impulsive, right. For those people, sure. right. That can shut them down really quickly, right. It can scare them yes. it can turn them off. It can put them into limbo and, and their, their light kind of flickers and, and can go mm -hmm. out because it's just too, too rigid, right. No flexibility there. And so having this idea of, you know, what, what do I want? Um, what habits do I, mm -hmm. do I want to instill so that I can be exploring? Um, mm -hmm. All of those things I think are more helpful for the people that we're, that we're kind of talking about rather than saying, this is like where you need to go. Right. Yeah. So man, like so much to think about and we have to wrap up the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> but I want to leave that kind of open, I open ended because you have so much to offer to so many people. Um, and I want to give you an opportunity to share about where they can find you, um, oh, yeah. what they could, they could do with you. And I know that you wanted to, um, offer, a uh, crafting your I want statement DIY course. Um, yes. So if that is still a thing, why don't you talk about it? I want to make this actually even easier for people. Awesome. Tell so, us about it. Um, if, if you want to connect with me and we can talk about what you want or your relationship with goals or like anything that's on your mind, you can find me at uproarcoaching.com or you can email me at carrie at uproarcoaching.com. Now, here's the thing. If you go to uproarcoaching.com, I invite you to take my very free I want challenge. And what this will do is it will start supporting you as you walk through clarifying what you want mm. and then putting little things in place to actually make it happen. Now, if you get through this four day I want challenge and you want to dig a little bit deeper, then yes, let's get you set up with my crafting. I my, oh, let me try it again. Crafting your I want statement mini course. Um, but let's start with the I want challenge and see what that unlocks for you. See what you yep. can unleash for yourself when you actually just say proudly, I want to do this. And then let's go from there. That sounds awesome. So everybody, I will make sure that the link to Carrie's website gets into the notes on the episode and you can go on there and take that challenge. I love it. Yeah. I think that is such a great first step for some people who are trying to figure out 
what it is they want for themselves Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in the next days or weeks or months or years yes. or life. <laughs> All of it, yes. Right? And I will tell you, there's some written stuff, but then there's also videos of me walking you through it. So you're not alone. I am here with you. You get all of my energy, all of the look. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Carrie, thank you so much for this thank conversation. You. As usual, I could talk for a long time with you and um, there's just so much that that you bring to the table based on all of your experiences. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank Everybody you. else, it was awesome talking with you too. I'll see you all soon.